what is Piggy saying? That's the name of a show that covers the Zimbabwe Stock Exchange and also uh, you know, looks at economics and some of the money-making ideas out there. Uh, so today, it was the 24th of February, 2021. It appears the market is gaining a lot of momentum uh, towards the end of the year. And really, uh, just looking across the main indices, they're up uh, significantly. We have the OSHA index gaining 2.28%. Uh, top 10 was up 22 uh, Medium cap was up, was up 23 So, I mean, there's a lot of uh, action happening. On a year-to-date basis, we're looking at gains of about 55%. That's the OSHA index. Um, and uh, in terms of the market cap, we're still firm at 483.1 billion. Uh, that's roughly 4 billion uh, US dollars or more, uh, depending on the exchange rate that you use. Uh, but today, of course, there's a lot of trading activity uh, in the traditional sort of uh, big to, to medium cap counters. We had uh, a total of 88.7 million uh, Zim dollars uh, worth of shares trading on the market. Uh, most of the trades were in your OK Zimbabwe. We, said, we saw 20 million trading. There was also significant trades in Mikos uh, and Simbisa brands. Uh, I think there's a lot of uh, you know, uh, interest in Simbisa brands uh, at this point in time given its defensiveness and also its move towards the use of technology. We see a lot of interest in the uh, Dow and deliver up. Uh, but overall, the, the top risers, Nut Foods, con- continues to, to move northwards. Uh, it gained 20%. Uh, of course, these are very difficult shares to find in terms of liquidity, but I mean, uh, the, the share price continues to go up. Uh, also, I had um, Unifred uh, going up uh, 20%. NTS also gained uh, 19.85%. Other gainers were Fidelity and Afdis. Right, uh, but on the losing side, of course, we had losers such as your Afsan, it lost 11.64. Zimpapas was also down, Padenga lost 6.95 percent. Our TG also was down 6.3, and Pro Plastics uh, lost uh, down about 6.1 percent. So, overall, I think there's still some momentum on the market, there's a lot of action happening, a lot of opportunities uh, that we continue to see. Uh, especially around, you know, defensive counters. Uh, I think there, there's, uh, you know, a lot of scope to, to uh, buy low there. And even in the financial services sector, there's still room for some to uh, move upwards. So basically, that's the first segment of our What is Big uh, Saying uh, show. Uh, so in the next segment, definitely we're talking about uh, some of the work that we've done. We, we, we've pretty much put out some content today um, if you go on www.pickbankadvisor.com we've put out content on the 2021 economic outlook uh, basically just discussing what our expectations the equity strategy which is basically aged on agriculture mining uh, and financial services uh, but we've also uh, as part of our financial literacy campaigns uh, we thought that probably let's just look at one important aspect about the stock market, uh, a lot of folks always ask me, I mean, how do you pick a stock? What are the methods that you use to 
to actually buy uh, or, or sell uh, a stock. So the basic, uh, you know, metric that is used by analysts out there is basically hinged on the P/E ratio, which is the price earnings ratio. This is basically a simple multiple that compares the current share price to the uh, most recently reported earnings per share. So what you are really looking for is the relationship between your price and what you're earning because by the end of the day that is what you're buying. Uh, so so the rule of thumb uh, generally we, we, we say that you should uh, buy into companies with the low PE ratios compared to their uh, peers or their comparative groups and you should sell those that uh, have relatively higher uh, P.E. ratios. Of course, you know, a, a P.E. ratio of 30 times looks very high and a P.E. ratio of about 5 times will look very low. But basically, it's about compar so comparative analysis where you are you know, determining whether to buy or sell by comparing different metrics. So the article really details, you know, what it means uh, and also a bit of some practicals into the calculation aspect. But I also want to highlight that um, it's then very important also to look into the earnings per share itself because earnings are historic. Uh, if a company reports today, you know, it has already happened. So sometimes there's a limitation with using a historic EPS. So another way of looking at it is to then look at forecasted earnings, which is basically, um, you know, the expectations or, or the, the estimates that are put out by analysts to say that company B or company A would actually have uh, a certain level of earnings. And then you use that then to come up with what's called the forward P.E. ratio. So Piggy has done uh, some work in the financial services sector where he has actually you know, looked at forward P.E. ratios for CBZ and compared that to other stocks. So you find that CBZ in terms of even of forward P.E. ratios is actually looking quite heavy in terms of the valuation. So the, the opportunity there is to switch out of CBZ and buy into other you know, financial services like ZB, First Mutual and the like. So that's it on the PE ratio. There's a lot of material, of course, even in the investment one-on-one handbook that we're pushing out. Uh, you can develop your, your knowledge further. Uh, but uh, another variant of the PE ratio really is the NEZ yield, which is basically the inverse of EPS. Uh, we, so it's uh, of, of PE ratio, actually. So you calculate it by um, the formula is earnings per share divided by the current share price. It usually is expressed as a percentage. So which means that um, a, a low ratio may indicate um, an overvalued stock while a higher value may indicate an undervalued stock. It's basically a way of looking at it from a yield perspective to say that what are you yielding in terms of earnings per share versus what you've paid. Uh, in terms of the share price. So it's another useful, you know, metric that you can use, but you can also then compare earnings yields to other, you know, uh, yields that you get in certain asset classes like money market, properties and the like, the average yields that, you know, 
you know, are applicable in certain asset classes. So that is basically how you use earnings yield to compare across asset classes and even uh, to compare you know, within a particular asset class like, uh, like stocks. So please go ahead, make use of the stock picking article that we've shared even on social platforms, but it's available also on our site, www.piggybankadvisor.com. So for more insights, stay tuned, stay plugged in on uh, piggybankadvisor.com.